You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure. Welcome to the Uncommon Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, joined by my co-host, Philip. Hey, Phil. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Today, we're talking about uncommon leadership. There are countless people in our world aspiring or serving as leaders in various capacities, and we would like to uncover what makes an uncommonly great and effective leader and something that goes beyond just being a self-proclaimed guru or expert. Yeah. So there's many of those out there as well. Uh-huh. We're not trying to be... Those. Do you ever think like <laughs> when you're in w- working or whatever and you have a manager and you think to yourself, how in the world are they where they're at? Nepotism? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that would be. Maybe that's the right word. But like I just there's been times in my life where I'm like, how in the world yeah. is are you leading people? Yeah. And sometimes it's because they're good salesmen. Oh, you're a good salesman. Now you need to lead people. Like, well, that doesn't mean that you're a good leader. And then I would like to say quickly. Managing and leading are not the same. Okay. I Let's think leaders it. can manage, but some managers can't lead. Sure. So maybe that's what I'm kind of thinking. That's about. even what I was, where I was going to go with when you brought up the example of just like, or the question of how did you get this position? It's when you see someone in the position and they don't even seem like they like it. It's like, yes. you don't even want this. I know. Like, why are you here? So. Yes. <laughs> All that and more is what we'll be getting into <laughs> on today's show. But, Phil, you know how I like to put you on the spot. Oh, yeah. So I, And you always knock oh, it out of the park. No, nah, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> You're hitting like a solid 300. So <laughs> I want to know, like, what, what is your simple definition of leadership? Yeah, that's a good question. I think, one, I'm not as articulate when you're like, define this. Am I just defining leadership or uncommon leadership? Let's go with un- uncommon leadership. Okay. I feel like when you have people that you are leading. So there's always got to be people that you're leading or else you're just a guy in the woods taking a walk, you know? <laughs> so I would say you have to have followers. So people. And then I would also say that you have to be empathetic. That is one right. word Empathy. that I think is one of the biggest characteristics of an uncommon leader is when they can understand where you're coming from. Now, maybe that it won't be that they take your advice, but they understand where you're coming from. And then also like encourage people to get to a goal that's bigger than just one person. So casting a vision. Yep. uh, And that's one of our pillars, relationships, vision. um, And then I would say, you know, that being empathy. empathy, Yeah. 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 Um, Having a high EQ to be able to read a room and then know where things need to go. And then also the people that will stand up when it isn't easy. Mm. You know, like conviction, conviction where somebody has to do it. Um, And so who are those people? Yeah. And it's funny to me when you can step in a room and you can like instantly pick out leaders Mm. just from like mannerisms or whatever. Like, I feel like that could be one of my superpowers. If like that one right there, that one will lead. Like reading, reading people's abilities. And then I would also say too, in my definition of leadership, that everyone can be a leader. All right. In the right circumstance. Like me and underwater basket weaving, not going to be a leader, but there could be somebody. <laughs> I love you know? how that's always your, that's your go-to yes. example. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to like sign you up for a class one of these, <laughs> yeah. one of these days. Yes. <laughs> but like I'd say, I'm trying to think of like knitting, not going to be a leader in that. Yeah. I'll be a good follower. But, um, and so I think sometimes too, a, a good leader is, knows when to follow. Too. Yeah. Awesome. And so delegation, all that really a long definition, but yeah. that's my definition. We're going to unpack all of that as we continue this conversation. John Maxwell, one of the world's most renowned experts on leadership. The OG. Yeah. He's written over 75 best-selling books on leadership. So this guy, he, he knows what he's talking about. But he has a very simple definition. of it. He says, leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. Mm. So then that comes to my <laughs> mind. I'm like, <laughs> what is influence? Right. And that you can define influence as the capacity to have an effect on the character, behavior, or development of someone or something, mm. either positively or neg- negatively. 
but then I immediately think of like our culture's fixation on being like an influencer and that's Ugh. a triggering word. Barf. But uh, I guess you, you've kind of touched on the difference between managing and leading. Mm-hmm. What would you say is like a difference between like influencing and leading? Hmm. Yeah. When I think of influencing, I think that's the right word. But I wonder if there's a part of leadership that lets people be themselves, okay. in my opinion. When I f- feel like influencing, it almost feels like you're a pawn in my game. Like you're trying to conform. Yes, okay. right. Where I think a good leader isn't really conforming anybody. They're casting a big enough vision and letting their other people's skills and gifts come alongside and, yeah. and get there. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's what, but when I hear influencing, I feel like that's almost like making pawns, but I don't think that's true. I just, that's kind of what I, I think. Yeah, I think the word and the idea of influence or influencer has gotten a bad rap because of right. social media. Right. And it's, it's kind of like this message of like, you need to be like me yes. right. to have what I want. And I'm like, well, first of all, how do you even know I want what, what you right. have? And right. so, cause I would hope Jesus would influence me on how I respond and yeah. how I act to other people. I, I want that. Right. But then when you think about some TikToker, like I'm, <laughs> I'm out, I'm out on that. Yeah. yeah. So we're not talking about like trying to, Gain followers just to puff up your own ego, build your own brand, make money. But really a leader is someone who attract. I think they just kind of naturally attract others to themselves due to their exemplary behavior and character. And then it's not just attracting them to them, but they actually like galvanize them for a purpose greater than themselves, like what you touched on. Right. So, yeah, setting a foundation. Let's talk through just some character traits that we define an uncommon leader you already mentioned empathy, but are there any other words that come to mind for you? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I really want to say this, but like ownership, like they take ownership. Yep. They take ownership in the good and they take ownership in the bad. Um, Cam Newton. Do you remember him? He was a quarterback for the Panthers, Carolina Panthers. And He's he still was, throwing a pigskin around somewhere trying to get on a team. Yeah, he is. Um, <laughs> but he was on, he was in the Super Bowl one year and, and he was, truly running around the field with a cape on a Superman cape <laughs> before the game, they get trounced. And in the media, the whatever the conference room, he is blaming everybody. The runner, the blockers didn't block the receivers didn't catch the running backs didn't like, okay, but that's not a leader to me. Sure. Like that's throwing everybody under the bus, you're throwing everybody under the bus and you're falling victim to, but what did you do wrong? Right. And so to me, a true leader, an uncommon leader takes ownership within the bad, almost more in the bad than in the good. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, as a role as a quarterback, it's like you are the captain of the team. So like the buck stops with you. And yeah, I think in leadership, there might be a time where you feel, and maybe it's even an honest assessment that you did everything in your power to prepare your team and put them in the best position to succeed. And yet there was still failure and you've still got to like start with the man in the mirror and be like, you all sure right, do. what did I need to do differently right. or more of, right. you know, it's, right. it's like false to me. I would say integrity is another word. Yep. Um, and integrity is for me, the definition of that is uh, doing something when nobody's watching. Like, what is that? Yep. And is that as your man of character, man of God, or are you like, well, I'm going to lead this way. I'm going to say this way, but I'm going to act another way. Yeah, duplicitous. Duplicitous. Yep. And so integrity is a big one. And for me, integrity with yourself mm. is probably the biggest thing that I'm keyed on right now. Um, and that's why, and we kind of joke around my stupid goals for the year, but there is an integrity thing there that I set out to do something yeah. and I need to get it done for myself. Like, no one's put this on no me. No one's put this I on did. me. I did. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, people are like, Hey, hold me accountable. Like no one can really hold you accountable except for you. And it, do you really want it or not? Don't put me in a bad position where <laughs> you're not getting it done. Like, so to me, Integrity is a big thing. And almost this these little goals that I have is almost like an integrity thing for me. Like, hey, are you going to do the hard thing and sacrifice to get this thing done because you want to prove to yourself that you are a man of integrity? Yeah. yeah. Are you going to do the things in the dark that no one sees yes. that produce the fruit and the results and the quote-unquote success yes. that the public oh, sees? Baby. You know? yeah. and that, there's, some, there's some biblical truth there. Um, I think some other words that no, – those are great words – Ownership, empathy, integrity, um, some more that came to mind for me or just, I mean, a leader is inspiring, motivating, intelligent, 
a visionary, think optimistic or hopeful. A leader should be, uncommon leader should be selfless. I think the defining word for me is humble. Mm. They need to be a person of humility, and we'll, we'll get more into that. From humility, a leader serves mm-hmm. as a servant. Come on. Um, a leader adds value. What about vulnerability? Yeah, talk, speak on it. Okay. Would you say that's a characteristic or not? I think that's a controversial one. Yeah. I want to hear you unpack that a little bit. Why vulnerability? Why does that matter? Yeah. Because sometimes like you want your leader to be resolute. You don't want to see any flaws in the leader. And I feel like the best leaders in my life are the ones that be like, okay, listen, I don't really know how we're going to get this done. (laughs) Yeah. But this is what we need to get done, you know? Yeah. And we're in it together. So I guess maybe a level of vulnerability. Sure is is helpful yeah. because I would say it's hard to trust somebody that's always like, we're going to do it. You know, like you never have a bad day, man. You know? Yeah. So when you do have a bad day and showing that, like, I feel like it almost makes the good days better Okay. because they'll be like, well, you're honest. Maybe honesty is one. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, honesty and vulnerability. Um, I think there's probably a time and a place and like an appropriate audience for a leader to be vulnerable to. Like, that's why I think pastors have mm. um, the elders and then business owners have board members mm-hmm. like they should have people that they're accountable to and can be vulnerable to. I don't think they necessarily need to be like walking through the office being super vulnerable to like the guy in the mail room and yeah. just like, Hey, we're like in debt and I don't know what to do. That's not going to inspire a lot of confidence. <laughs> Plus what do you want the mail, the mail guy to do about that? That's so I think just realizing who are the, the people yeah. around you um, that, that play those, those Good. roles. Um, I'd say too, like, Leadership is lonely. It's right. just lonely at times. It doesn't always have to be, but it's lonely. Yeah. And I would say being an elder through uh, COVID, COVID in 2020, 2021, was, it was lonely. Making decisions where people are like both sides are upset. You mm. know? <laughs> it was lonely. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be bad. Yeah. But it can be. And I think the people who are aspiring to be leaders, if they think that it's all going to be sunshines, cupcakes, and candy bars, yeah, need to really have an honest assessment of like, no, it's, sometimes it's lonely. Yeah, like they're always going to have a parade of people cheering on everything they do. Not, yeah, not reality. Not, what not can reality. be some of the silver lining or the benefits of like being lonely as a leader, would you say? I think it goes back to like that discipline and integrity kind of thing. Like, okay, well... I have to have a conviction here that is probably bigger than my own. And that's why I think you and I get along because we have Jesus. <laughs> we yeah. have the Bible to look to. But I do sometimes wonder leaders in just secular places without scripture to point themselves to or to, to kind of yeah. mark off and check off to see like, am I doing this the right way? Um, I really worry about those people because like, how are you doing? You yeah. know, And that would be something business owning can also be like you're leading True. a business. And so that's why I've gravitated to business owners because they can be, on, they can be honest. They're leading. Um, they can be vulnerable. All those things. Like there is something about leaders that I would say that I've always said this. The, one of the biggest blessings about being a leader is that you'll learn the most, you know, like teachers probably learn the most. Mm-hmm. So if you teach something to your students and then have that student teach somebody else, like they learn the most. I think there's something about that with leadership where leaders learn the most yeah. because they're observing and understanding and taking ownership when it doesn't go right. Changing ideas where sometimes when you're a follower, you just kind of like, well, it didn't work out. Sorry. Yeah. Like, Where's the guy going next? We'll just yes. do the next thing. Right. Yeah. Right. So that would be, I'd say a, bl- a, bl- a huge blessing mm-hmm. for being a leader although be it lonely at times you'll learn way more yeah so do you think then with the learning there's an element of being able to then teach and like communicate for what sure. you're learning to yeah. the people that you're leading absolutely yeah and I, that's the business owning and or running ragnar or whatever and i'd even say like i just did a podcast with a gentleman that went on a bear hunt and like i believe believers or christians should have a different perspective on life and I gravitate towards those people because they have a different perspective that the world doesn't. And I feel like it's encouraging. Sometimes it's brutally honest, mm-hmm. but it's one that's like, man, that needed to be said. Thanks for saying it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know where I'm going with that, but I do think it's valuable. Yeah. No, that's really good. So we already kind of touched on, you shared like empathy is probably, would you yeah. say you're define, defining? If you had to pick like one character trait of a leader that you were following 
would you say you'd want that person to be empathetic or uh, super hard to narrow down? Yeah, I don't I know. <laughs> I think maybe the service, the serving one is a big one. Okay. But what, then the duplicitous you know, like if they're serving, yep. like I think my best leaders are the ones who are like, hey, I know your goals. How can I help you get there? Yep. You know, like, ooh, that's a different deal because now I get to be the head of the spear <laughs> and you're helping me get there. Yeah. I love that component. I think that's what Jesus did so well. Yeah. He was super honest with people, the yeah. woman at the well. But then she ran into the village and said, like, she was singing his praises. Yeah. Uh, because, not because he sugarcoated it. No, not at all. <laughs> Told me everything I ever did. Yes. Um, so, and I, yeah, I think empathy is one of those things where, you know, like you don't put yourself above anybody, but you yeah. serve them in such a way. So maybe I think service yeah. is what I would. That's great. Even as you were saying that with service, like, uh, a uh, picture came to my mind. So we've talked about the chosen, the show. Yeah. And just like watching that yeah. brings so many so ideas good. to me. But I just, as you were talking, I had the picture of like, Jesus was a lead, a servant leader. And I just imagine after like, he gives the most amazing speech ever, the sermon on the Mount. I then imagine him just like walking through the field and picking up all the trash that everybody left. Behind. Yeah. <laughs> right, like right. he's like the top guy, the guy yeah. that everybody came to see. And yet he was lowly and humble and was like, all right, now I'm going to go pick up everybody's trash. I mean, That's the Bible doesn't one. say he did that, but I think just seeing someone who is inspiring and yet so down to earth doesn't, like you said, doesn't believe they're above any task or too good right. to interact with any person. Yeah. Um, That's good. Talk through uh, being an elder through COVID. That was like the beginning of like, what is this thing? And it was unknown at that point. So the elders and I got together and I love these guys through and through. But we decided, oh, this is this is what it came up. So we went to a picnic. Everything was outside at that point. And I ended up sitting next to a person that just tested positive for COVID. Okay. And so we all got together and we're like, what is going to be our leadership to the people of how you should respond if you've been interacting with somebody who had COVID? And we came to the conclusion as an elder team of, listen, we're not going to ask you to quarantine, but be smart about it. Like, we just don't know what this thing is. And so if you've been exposed, maybe just hunker down a little bit. Like, yeah, you can go to the grocery store if you need something, but don't do anything crazy yeah. and like be around masses of people. That was our direction. Okay. Next week, uh, my wife's like basically one of her grandma figures down in Florida passes away and the funeral is that week. So we make this decision. We have our flights scheduled and everything. And my wife's love language, six love languages, Naples, Florida. <laughs> so she was so excited. So we make this decision as an elder team a week before and I come back and I'm like, babe, we got to cancel that. And like, mm -hmm. I remember like hating the words coming out of my mouth. Like, but I thought like, there's no way that I would in good conscience have somebody underneath us. Like, well, and then you flew like, right. that doesn't seem like the best. And then I was like, well, no one's going to know, but I'm like, but I'll know Yeah, that I had to do the right thing here. Oh, it crushed my wife and yeah. it crushed me. And even to this day, like we never got to go. So we got to watch it online because mm -hmm. I had it online, but yeah. we never got to go celebrate granny's life yeah. down in Florida because of the decision that we made. And then like, I was just like resolute, like we can't go like yeah. going into a tin can <laughs> flying over someplace and being exposed. Like it just doesn't anyway, we never got COVID by the way, but, uh, and it wasn't the time of rapid tests either. Okay. So, I mean, it was just super early, but I felt like, man, if I'm going to do a direction and try to like sit down with integrity and say, hey, this is what we're kind of advising, yep. but then go completely against it. Yeah, this I is what like, I'm advising for everybody else. But not me, because <laughs> yeah. I had something planned, you know? So that was one part. And that's why I'd love to hear your story. Yeah. That it was hard to make that kind of like stamp on this is my advice. And then. Then following it, I was like, I didn't even yeah. think about. But even if I would have, I still would have been like, we can't go to that thing. Yeah. You know? you do, yeah, no one wants to crush the person that you love and care about the most. Yes, yeah. right. That's a great, great example. You touched on empathy and then even service. And I mentioned my word to be humility, which I think relates to, to both of those. And mm -hmm. 
So even just to unpack that, it's like, I want to follow someone who, like Christ, elevates not themselves, but the people that they lead. And in Luke 22, Jesus responds to his disciples' dispute over which of them is the greatest. And he says, the greatest among you should be like the youngest and the one who rules or leads like the one who serves. And then Jesus says, I am among you as one who serves. And I would say that Philippians chapter two really gives us kind of like a quote unquote manifesto of Christian leadership. Paul writes in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature, God did not consider equality with God, something to be used to his own advantage. Mm -hmm. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant Mm -hmm. being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. And then it goes on to say, therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Mm-hmm. What comes to mind for you just like here in that passage as far as leadership? Well, I think, you know, there's one thing about being leaders of men but leaders of angels, it's mm. like a whole nother deal that okay. like we can't even wrap our head around. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I can't even imagine what it looked like through God's or Jesus's lens when he was on the cross. Like it wasn't just the people on the ground spitting at him. Mm. It was like the angels were like, just say the word, you know, like uh, we are going to make all this right. And he's still yet yeah. submitted. Right. So that to me is a whole nother level of that leadership. When you're not only leading humans, but you're leading angelic beings yeah. is pretty sweet. And yeah. yet he comes in on a donkey. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. It's just completely counterintuitive than what we think. Like that's the uncommonness of who our Jesus is. Yeah. Right? And he blesses those who are cursing him. He's yes. Like, I died for you. Yes. And he's like, Father, forgive them. They yes. don't even know what they're doing. Right. Yeah. And he could have said something different. And it could have been way different. Yeah. But yet he didn't. Um, so to me, that's that's... That sacrificial mm-hmm. leadership. That's a great word for it. Yeah, I think love is, is a huge characteristic of, of leadership and just what an uncommon life looks like. As a leader, there are going to be times where you face adversity and, and you know, probably unfair opposition from mm-hmm. from people on the outside or even from the people that you lead and mm-hmm. being gracious towards them and forgiving and merciful right. and having the ability to, like, squash them and knowing you have that and choosing not to and choosing like knowing like you're wrong and you're opposing me, but I'm going to still like try to help you see what the vision I'm casting. I still want to bring you along, but if you're choosing not to, then you got to depart from this. You can't be a part of it. Right. Right. And like, I, I will encourage the listeners that although be it, sometimes it's the hardest thing to choose when you give somebody grace or like you said, you had the ability to squash them like a bug, but you didn't. Yeah. Will always, always, and I'll be on it, like 100% always outweigh you squashing them. Mm. Now, it might not feel like that, but over time, the trust level there, that will always pay off in the end. Uh, because here's the deal, at the end of the day, like you want to have, you want other people to have grace with you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. And as a leader, I'm telling you right now, you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Yep. And so to be able to give grace... Well, gives you the ability to ask for grace later yeah, and just set a culture around like, well, we're not perfect. You know, yep. that'll good. always pay off in culture and dynamics and personality. Anyway, yeah. So. Just trusting God to bring justice in those situations. Yeah. And, yep. Right. Right. Who are some leaders that come to mind for you that have made like an indelible impact on just the way you lead and think about leadership? Yeah. That's a good question. I, I mean, well, John Maxwell is, dude, he's pretty dialed in. Yeah. And he's in, he's dynamic and he's engaging. And like, if you ever hear him speak, like he's not really speaking. He's like, it's not like he rehearsed it. It's like, it's just like, this yeah. is what happened yesterday. So it's like he's it. opening his mouth and his heart's just making noise. Yes. Oh man, yeah. it's so good. <laughs> so John Maxwell has been, but here's the deal. At the end of the day, like I really just love people. Yeah. And so like, Ryan, you've been a leader in my life. Oh, my wife's you. been a leader Likewise. in my life. Like, so like every time I have an interaction, even like on a podcast, like, oh man, I needed to hear that. Mm, and sometimes good. I feel like even like the, the most sinful person that doesn't follow the same God that we do, I still feel like that person has value that I think that it can extrapolate because all good things are coming from God. Yeah. Right. And so 
to be able to look at people as somebody who'd be like, well, you, you have a lesson that you can teach me. Not really, but you know, like you can lead in a way that I think is valuable and I value that kind of leadership. So I would say everybody that I interact with, I try to like bring out the way that God's uniquely gifted them. And in that, I feel like I'm blessed 10 times more than they are. So that's awesome. I don't know. Is there someone that you have like a personal relationship that's really had an impact on you as a leader? And what does that look like? Yeah. I mean, I have like many mentors in my life that pour into me. I think Tom Butler is one of them, the guy that I bought this house from just, I was on elder team with him, just wise guy that cares, wants to know how we're doing. Just had coffee yesterday. Nice. Um, my dad has been influential. My mom has been influential. Um, my mom's always asked really good questions to get you to unlock, you know? Yeah. So that's helpful in my journey. Cause I love to ask questions to get yeah. people it's like, like you've what? learned that from, from yeah. her. It sounds like, yeah, my dad's been competitive. That's been helpful. You didn't take anything None from of that. that. <laughs> um, so yeah, my sister, I mean, she's, she just serves, she serves, man. Mm. She serves. Um, but like you, you're just disciplined and you're patient and you're like, well, let's go to prayer, like faithful. I feel like that's something that I really have learned from you. Thank you. Um, Eric Baker, dude, yeah. Eric Baker. The wise owl. The wise owl. <laughs> like that's the only thing I can think about. <laughs> like every Monday he texts me, how can I pray for you this week? Like the funny thing in it about Eric is he never like, I'm like, how can I pray for you? Nothing. Crickets. <laughs> He's out hunting. Got a, got a mutual yeah. there. Yeah. Yep. But that's okay. Um, so but I, man, I just have, I have the coolest people in my life yeah. that are like really thinking, it has to have a different perspective on life. And yeah. it really helps me have a different perspective on life. Not because like naturally I have that, but I have so many people in life that are looking at a situation. I'm like, man, that was really good. Mm-hmm. Like my cousin who came back from his house and was like, Hey, the house is cleaned up. Like let's have the house be a mess. Yeah. And then I can come back. That's like an uncommon perspective. What in the world? Like I need more of that. And really Jesus had the most uncommon perspective, you know? Right. And so that's ultimately what we want to be like is more like Jesus. So yeah. I, don't stop and I feel like you've done a great job just attracting those relationships because of the man that you are and like the value that you seek to add to other mm. people. It's like those people want to be around you and then they're benefiting from you, but you're, you're also gaining value from them and it's mm. like a mutual exchange. And right. um, that's something that I aspire to in, cool. in my life is having those type of people around well, I mean, me. these, these trips that we're going on, yeah. like we can only Speak plan on so much. Right. And then all of a sudden, like we probably, I don't know if that's true, have a better experience than everybody else. Cause we know like, Hey, we only plan for <laughs> X, Y, and Z, uh, and this and this and this happened. This is what God did. This is what God did. Yeah. Um, and we have one coming up next weekend and true story. I don't know when this is going to air, but probably not after that. But yeah. so we we'll listen do, to this on the way up. Is that true? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we have an individual that's coming with us that, uh, we have one of our things that we love to do is like get edification from loved ones around them. And so we have people write cards well, this individual's mother is our informant, if they will, but they have no idea these are coming. <laughs> um, but she texted me and says, hey, uh, Michael has a card from his grandpa in the list of letters that he's going to get for edification that you know says he loves it. His grandpa passed away. So, I mean, how impactful is that? It gives me goosebumps. I know, yeah. Um, and I'm grateful that she told us because not only are those emotional, like they're just hard to read. Mm-hmm in a weird way, in a good way. Yeah. But man, think about getting that from like just your recently deceased grandpa. Oh gosh. Mm-hmm. Like gives me tear, teary eyed. So yeah. like these are the things that you can only plan for so much and then God meets you there. And that's why I'd say I love planning these things I know. because so fun. I, I get to be a part of it. I get to be a front row seat of what God's doing in men and yep. changing lives and like, pff, come on. Yeah. And these are like friends that I think we're going to have for the rest of our lives. Right. So cool. Because the experience that we're going to like go freezing and try to whip a stick around. I don't know. He's talking about about fishing people. (laughs) (laughs) Let's clarify that. Whip a stick. We're not riding whip sticks. (laughs) So going back to a question or something you touched on earlier is a question that many people ask. Are leaders born? And John Maxwell famously has has a funny response. He says, of course, I've never met one who wasn't born. Yeah, right. But I want to ask you, so I, th- I think 
men and women are born with like some innate giftings that lend itself to leadership, like mm-hmm. charisma, speaking. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah. Are leaders born? Can you? Yeah. I mean, let's talk about Moses just quickly. All right. Like Moses yeah. had a stuttering problem. Yes. And like, God was like, hey, you're the guy. And Moses is like, I'm not the guy. And, Mo- and yeah. God is like, no, you're the guy. And Moses is like, I'm not the guy. So <laughs> Send finally, somebody else. Yeah. So finally, <laughs> God's like, all right, so bring your friend Aaron and, you know, to give him confidence. But yeah. did he need him? No. Would you say Moses was a leader? Yeah. I would say he was a pretty good leader. And so, yeah, like God can empower anybody to be a leader. And yeah. that's my f- philosophy. It's like everybody's a leader in the right circumstance when they feel comfortable enough to be able to have the wisdom they need, to have a bigger vision than themselves. And at the end of the day, that, that comes from the Lord, in yeah. my opinion. And so, yeah, leaders can definitely be uh, like made. Or, yeah. And and the more you lead, I think the more experience you have to pull from, which makes it easier. But I would say that, you know, everybody's a leader mm-hmm. in the right circumstance or w- whenever. Like we need more leaders in life. <laughs> especially in this day and age, because we have so many people who want to fall victim and blame other people. Be the person to be blamed. It's hard. No, that's good. I I agree. I think I would add, like, I don't think that you develop the character of a leader just by reading books and Mm. like taking advantage of resources. Like, I don't think you read a book on humility and then by the end you're like a humble person. (laughs) Yeah. Like my conviction is that humility is a trait that God's spirit like cultivates in our heart and mind over time. And like a muscle, like you have to exercise it or it will atrophy. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you that some people are probably born with more innate skill sets, but you can be a great speaker and be a terrible leader. Oh man. Yeah. And you can be a poor speaker like Moses and still be great used leader. to, yeah, right. set God's people free. So I, I think if you even look at the Bible, like everybody that led in some way was majorly flawed mm-hmm. um and even praise da- the lord yeah even the disciples right hot mess and even doubted god's own <laughs> yeah. call on their lives but it was right. through the fellowship right. that they had with the living god that their faith grew and they actually started to believe about themselves like who god was telling them that they are right so that's right. A, that's a huge thing right. there let me ask you this what is one thing you've done lately to grow as a leader uh yeah uh, so buying out Brian has been, uh, really good. I think it was, it's now like, okay, now you're the full leader here. Where yeah. are we going to go? So I think that's been good. Um, man, I honestly, like, I just don't think of leadership that way. Like this is maybe where people are like, well, they're born, not made. Right. Like I felt like God has gifted me with this, you know, characteristic of leadership mm-hmm. in some capacity. So there's two things that you'll always catch me doing. One, if we're in like a place where there's dishes or whatever, I'll always go and I'll grab people's plates and mm-hmm. I'll throw it away. <laughs> like, I just feel like this is one thing I can do. I can bust tables. Yeah. I can't serve great, but I can bust tables. Well, you're serving them <laughs> yes, by. That's right. what I'm saying. Yep. Um, and so I think there's something there of like, wow, thanks. Like, there's not a lot of people who do that. I love doing that. The second one is I'll always be the first person if somebody up in the front was like, Hey, does anybody want to go first? I'm like, yep, I want to go first. Now, do I want to go first? No, I don't want to go first. In fact, nobody wants to go first. And that's the reason why I go first. <laughs> and so it's almost like a joke, you know, when the, someone besides church. Philip. Yeah, actually, no, I think the leader's like, yeah, that's great. Like yeah, Philip, because for sure. it's the first person that's going to say something that's going to get everybody else to say, because nobody wants to be the first person, in my opinion. My, yeah, you're the I'm Spartacus. Yeah, like okay, I'll go. Like because, and it's kind of like a sacrifice. Like, yep, I I really want to go here. Like, and I don't really want to go. And my whole demeanor is like, nobody wants to go though. So yep. I'll just take it for the team. But so, in every area of my life, whether it's ultimate frisbee, flag football, leading a business, I'm just inherently the one who like wants to take the responsibility because I'll take the responsibility if it doesn't go well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll be able to articulate what I did wrong because there's a lot of things I do do wrong, <laughs> which gives people permission to also say, well, I didn't do this one right. Well, yeah, but ultimately it falls on me. Yeah. You know? And I I feel fine with that. So what are things I think leading my wife and my family has been something that's been not inherently as easy as it is with leading other people. Um, Why so? Well, because they're just so close, like. Like, just follow suit. Like, let's go, kids. You know, like, and that's not how it works. And so the more intentional that I can be with the kids, 
the better that they respond, mm-hmm. you know? And so, but that's just being honest is like, I, f- I don't feel like I lead them as well spiritually. Now we've changed churches and I feel like that's been one of those things where both Aaron and I have had to like, how are we going to do this? Where yeah. are we going to go? We need God's direction here, praying a lot. Um, but at the end of the day, like we're flawed people, we're going to screw up and we have an amazing God that gives us grace um, and so the people who show up to me are the people who have the most grace in my opinion, <laughs> but that's been my experience. So, um, what areas have I been learning in? Like, again, the Ragnar thing was a really good thing of surrounding yeah. yourself with great people who think about you when you're sleeping in a tent. Yeah. That's one thing that I took out of that or, yeah. uh, doing a podcast on somebody who did a bear hunt. Like I'm not a hunter, but man, he's 63 going to Alaska and it's just him and a guide. Like it was hard. And like pushing yourself out of your comfort zone to see where God meets you is like, oh, that I needed to hear that. Yeah. You know, you feel alive. Yes. Or like jumping into a stream up in Decorah, Iowa in November. <laughs> Probably not something I want to do, but there'll be memories made. Yeah. You know, you'll and feel so, dead, but then you'll feel alive. Yes, that's right. So, <laughs> man, I don't know. I think inherently as human beings, we are wanting to try to be not complacent, but like we don't want change. And I would say just recently, God's been like, no, 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 change is where I think the most growth happens. And that's where I'm like, I want to embrace change more, how to do that. I don't know. And so that's why hanging out with friends, articulating, hey, this is what I feel like God's leading or teaching me. What do you think about that? Mm -hmm. Talking through that with friends. For sure. No, that's all good. What about you? Yeah, I think, I mean, of course, I take advantage of books and podcasts and courses and conferences and all those things are good. But I think leadership is like learned, but then it has to be lived out. So if you're just consuming a bunch of information, but you're not putting it into practice, like that leads to what we commonly refer to as infobesity. You're just like bogged down with all this information, but you're not like putting it to to work and it's not actually helping you grow. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you already touched on the leadership adventure retreats we do, so I don't have to add anything there. But going back to a resource our church is doing a leadership class based on this book called leadership as an identity by Crawford Loritz. Ooh, gosh, I could, I could talk about leadership all day. Yeah. So good. I was, I I appealed to this opportunity because it's like, Oh, I'm not just going to read this book. I'm going to read it. I'll have some homework, but then I get to get around other people who are trying to be leaders and like learn from them. And I'm about halfway through the book. I wanted to just hit on two of the kind of the main points and then kind of throw some questions your way if that sounds good. good. So the first point is on the importance of brokenness in shaping a leader. Okay. And theologian A.W. Tozer said, it is doubtful whether God can bless a man greatly until he has hurt him deeply. And so even looking at characters in the Bible that God used for greatness but he also like had to afflict them. So Mm. people like Noah, Abraham, Joseph, we talked about Moses, uh, David, Ruth, of course, Jesus. Mm. But I'd like to get your take on like, why do you think personal brokenness is like a important component in shaping a leader? Probably humility. Yeah. It's definitely humility. I'd say knock that out of the park. Um, But the funny thing is when you said that, I was like, wow, that's interesting because the way that the government does it when they go into training, basic training is what do they do? I mean, they just completely, like, they beat you down. Yeah. They want to make you pulp so they can build you up. And I've always inherently had trouble with that. Mm. Like, I don't know. Like, and, and obviously, we're, we're like a dominant power, so it's working. But <laughs> is that is that the way Jesus would do it? And, yeah. like, that kind of says, like, well, that maybe is how God would do it. <laughs> like, yeah, that's an interesting take on it. I My mind goes to, like, the Lord disciplines those he loves. Yes. Yes. So God's not just allowing trials and tribulations in our lives to like beat us into a pulp. But I think there is an aspect of like he's trying to refine us. Yeah. So the, like the yeah. fires of afflictions is how our faith is refined. And I, I, I mean, you just look at the evidence of people in the Bible. It's like none yeah, of them true. did anything great prior to their brokenness. Right. Um, and I think like, and I have to look at my life, the trials in my life that have been most, have been most impactful in creating who I am today. Yeah. So to try to like thwart those, like I'd be a yeah spoiled brat. 
Right. You think of the so, dad who's like making his, yeah. you know, 10 year old son do hard labor. He's like, yeah. one day you'll understand. Yeah, There's so I guess like, I'm in, I'm in. it just took me a while to get there. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. That's good. So that's brokenness. But I agree with you. It helps us rid ourselves of pride, our ego, self-reliance. I think only by being broken do I like truly see and experience my absolute need for God yeah. and his presence and provision. And like only then can I truly lead others in right. a way that glorifies him. Right. So the other point in the book is uncommon communion. See there? Yeah. I love that word. <laughs> uncommon communion, baby. Uh, he writes, the author writes, what we value the most will be the foundation upon which we build our leadership. So even just talking about our communion with God as mm. the most vital component of right. of trying to lead ourselves and lead yeah. others. Right. And he writes that God gives leaders assignments beyond their ability to accomplish. Anybody relate? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're not capable of doing what he has called us to do. And that's why that's the way it should be. Right. So what it, what um, do you see as the relationship between like the assignments that God has given you as a leader and your personal walk with him? I think they're one and the same, or they should be, ideally. Um, because I would say the times where I try to kind of like do my own thing, it doesn't go well. You want to know who I feel like is the most influential at like making sure like I'm kind of in God's will? Sure. My wife. All right. Okay, spouses. Yeah. Like I just feel like they have this innate ability to be like, that's not the best So what does that look like in your marriage? Like, how does Aaron do that for you? Yeah. So, I mean, hey, I think I'm going to go do this. And then she'd be like, I don't know, you know, like, (laughs) or because she's super supportive in many things. But the times where she's like uh, hesitant, I really have to check myself. Uh Like, what's the reason why I want to do this? Does that make sense? Yeah, because you trust her. I trust her her with everything. Like, And because she's so supportive when she's like, well, let's talk through that. One thing that she like, she loves when I play ultimate frisbee on Wednesday because she knows I love it, and yeah. I come back and I'm like a different man, <laughs> in a good way. Like I just feel recharged. It's the weirdest thing. Yep. Super tired, but oh, recharged. I feel the same. And and she'll be like, I'll sacrifice a lot for you to be able to go to that thing, because she knows that I love it. Yep. If I ever come back from something that she has to sacrifice for and I didn't like it, that is not good, right? Like. <laughs> Okay, then let's not do that ever again, you know, because I had to do X, Y, and Z, and it was a lot of hard work, but but when I enjoy something, then she is totally supportive. So I feel like the Holy Spirit sometimes speaks through your spouse a lot, Mm. right, to be able to say, hey, we're not unified on this. Let's not go this direction, although, be it, I want to do this a lot, really, really bad. Um, The times where I try to, like, thwart that, I feel like it doesn't go well. So I don't know if that answers your question. It does. No, that's good. Um, Yeah, praise God for wives of discernment who can yeah. see our blind spots and yeah. speak truth into that. <laughs> yeah. I need that. <laughs> I need that too. I think uh, in, in regards to us building the uncommon, I think it's safe to say we've both seen how incapable we are of accomplishing this assignment in our own yeah. strength and wisdom. And right. like we, we ask questions like, why isn't like this happening? And we obviously have a time frame in our human <laughs> finite minds that we right. think things should happen. Right. And God has his own perfect right. timing and wisdom. And so, so I think something we pray consistently is like, God, if this is going to become anything of lasting value, like you have to build it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I think that it's one individual at a time, right? Like it's one trip at a time. It's yeah. these individuals that are coming to this fly fishing thing that we're going to try to impact. That'll be memorable forever. Yeah. And so that's like our goal, right? It's not like masses. It's this one person. And I feel like that is the key to success. It's not necessarily ours, but it's like this. Be good stewards of what God's given to you today. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. And if it's not there, you haven't gotten it, and you might not get it, but be a good steward of what God has given to mm-hmm. you. And I feel like that perspective helps me de-escalate me pretty quick, yeah. right? Like, I love leading people. I have a team of uh, four family members and four, like, working coworkers. Like, right. so I don't have a lot of people, but the people I have lead well, yeah. right? So that gives me um, a lot of confidence and excitement and encouragement. Like I just have to be good to, like to the people that I have. Yeah. Yeah. What is that verse that comes to mind? Is like whoever can be faithful with a little can be faithful with much. Yeah. And God gets to decide when he adds to that and in mm-hmm. what fashion he does that. Exactly. And I think just reframing our idea around success, which was actually my next question, is like how do you think – 
how do you think you define success as a, as a leader? And obviously you have different roles and capacities yeah, in which you yeah. do that. Yeah, I, I'd say that usually it's the people underneath me are doing well. Like that's usually like the common thread of like, okay, I want to lead in such a way that I'm just not the one on the top like singing praises, but the people that I'm leading are the ones who are getting the most praise, are getting the most encouragement, are really thriving. Yeah. Because I just doesn't seem right for me to be on top of the mountain. I've crushed everybody's, you know, I've stepped on people's hands and toes and feet and head to get to where I'm at. Like that yeah. doesn't feel like something Jesus did. Um, in fact, he was the exact opposite. Like, no, crush me, but I want you to do well. Yeah. So that's usually something that is always in my like, okay, I want to be successful, but let's make sure everybody one has a defined definition of success and then let's make sure you achieve it. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's been great to talk to some of our teammates of like, Hey, what do you want in your future? And even if it's like, well, I don't know, this is like a stepping stool. Okay. Then how can I help? Mm -hmm. You know, like what can we do now to help you to get to where you want to go? Yeah. Um, does it throw off my timeline? Yeah, it does. But like, that's okay too. And so I, I, try to aspire to be the best leader people have had in their life. That's mm, like, that's awesome. That's a great goal. I try to, and I fail, but I still care deeply about the people that I'm leading where we're going. And that it's actually like an eternal vision, mm -hmm. not just this, like, well, we want more money. Like, okay. Yeah. Q4 goals. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, important. Right. But is it right. the end all and in fact, this last quarter, I was like, Hey, let's make goals this quarter to like impact other people, like impact goals, not just financial goals, but impact goals. Yep. Yeah. Know. No, I think that's a great definition and even litmus test of, of success as a leader. Someone on the outside looking in could see Philip Ramsey and be like, Oh, Philip, is an awesome person and this, 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 but your kids could not be thriving right. or your employees could be miserable and they don't yes. see right. the effect right. of your lead, the adverse effect of your leadership on so the people true. closest to you. Yeah. And, but if they can instead say like, Oh man, Philip's kids are like so kind and polite and like they serve and they're yeah. thriving in their school and, or, or your Whatever. clients are like, man, right. your employees are so intentional and thoughtful. It's like, that is a reflection yes. of like your leadership yes. and who you are as a man. So I think that's super cool. Awesome. Cause we talk about leading others, but I, I think that starts with like self leadership. Mm -hmm. What does that look like for yourself as a man? I think one investing in myself and like, and I think like the uncommon one, we started it because like, I kind of just need this for me, yeah. you know? So <laughs> there's that. Um, and then two, I'd say, you know, man, just surrounding myself with people that can speak into me, like when I'm off. And then three, I think this integrity of like, no one's looking if I'm going to get those rowing meters done, but it is, I'm looking, you know, and you always kind of put a facade up for people normally. Mm. Right. And I don't want to be the facade guy. Yeah, I want to be good. the person that just does it. So if I say I'm going to get something done, I want to do it. And if I don't get it done, then let's have a conversation of why I didn't get it done. And like, I want to be that guy that kind of goes the extra mile. Well, like you said, you're going to do that yesterday. Hey, I don't think I'm going to get it done today. Can I do it tomorrow? You know, so those things, it means a lot to me because it means a lot when other people say something, because I want to put weight on people's words and I want other people to put weight on my words. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's been why some of my relationships in the past have failed is because I just don't know how to interact with you saying one thing, but not getting it done. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know when to trust you and when not to trust you. And that's a scary place to be. And I hope nobody that has interactions with me has that. They know like my yes means yes. My no means no. Um, and I don't say no much. So <laughs> uh, yeah. Guard, guarding against like people pleasing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What about you? Uh, what does it look like for me to invest in myself? So like you touched on being part of the uncommon, there was like a selfish somewhat motivation there of like, right. But it's, you know, I want to have fun and I want to engage with awesome guys. But but the, the bigger picture there is because I believe doing so is going to help me show up better as a husband, show mm -hmm. up better as a father, as a friend, right. just be a, a better leader in whatever capacity God calls me to. Of course, first and foremost, it's my faith. So mm -hmm. spending time first with God every day in his word and prayer. Journaling. Just, yeah, journaling, yeah. living a life of worship um, in service towards other people taking care of myself physically. So getting up early in the morning and going and working out. And, and I've shared this before too, but even like at my workout, I have this just kind of personal 
mission of like empty the tank. Mm. So whatever we do in our workout, regardless of how long it is, how hard it was, how much cardio there was, I always run a 400, so 400 meters. And I've still been doing it even though it's gotten really cold. Wow. I'm probably going to start to Come run back. it indoors, right. which I'll still – we there's like a turf part that I can do it. That's just for myself, and mm-hmm. I, I don't – I don't tell people. I mean, mean, people at this point know that I'm going to do it. But actually, there was a last week, I think we just did a lot of cardio throughout the workout and I was tired and I actually left and forgot to do it. So I felt like bad. And just somebody call you out? No one did. But it was just like the the spirit. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I forgot to do it. So I I did it later just on my own. But I think just having that type of approach to the Mm -hmm. things we're doing, it's like, how do I just go? That's why we're friends. Yeah. How do I just like. (laughs) push myself to do a little bit more than the people around me, not because I'm better than them, but I just want to be the best version yeah. of who I can be. And I want to inspire others to, to do that. I like it. Yeah. Any other thoughts or Closing questions? Thoughts. As we I don't close? know. I think if there's something that I'd, I'd challenge our listeners to do is like be the person that busts other people's tables in a big event, maybe at church or whatever, just like, Hey, everybody has paper plates, grab the trash can. And just walk around, and grab people's plates. That's what I'll challenge you to do. The other thing I would say is, be that first person who's like, "Yep, I'll, I'll, I'll respond first. Uh, those are two actionable things that yeah. every time it happens, I'm like, "Dang it, yep, I'll go first. You know, <laughs> just because that is something about that for me sets me up and like, I still, I'll be a leader in this position, even if I don't know what I'm doing. Then I'm gonna find somebody who does know, and I'll be like, "Let's just follow her." Yeah. <laughs> Let's go there. So those are my two actionable items awesome. for people. My two would be reach out to someone, do an inventory in your own life and think of someone who's been a leader to you. Mm. Reach out to them, thank them for specifically how they've been a leader to you. So not just like, hey, thanks for being a leader, Like, but these are the things you've mm. done. Write them a letter, send them a text. I like doing like video text so you could record yourself okay. and then just send it to them. I like to do that for people on their birthdays. But that could, be, that could be a good thing to do like to it. thank a leader. And then the second thing would be ask someone close to you to describe you as a leader. So what are your strengths? What are your opportunities for growth, weaknesses? Um, from that feedback, determine one practical step that you're going to implement to grow as a leader. So if you're married, ask your wife. Here we go. Ask your kids. Ooh, um, if you're not married, don't have a family, like ask a friend, ask a, pa- a parent. Be just, yeah, just someone that, that knows you and then determine to take action. So good. there you go. All right. That's good. I talk about this all day. Sign us out, yeah, Phil. So until next time, you've been listening to the, the Uncommon Podcast. Where I've been your host, Philip. I'm Ryan. Till next time, go be a leader. Thank you for listening to The Uncommon Podcast. If you have benefited from our show, I would ask you to follow, rate, and review, and share our show. And be sure to check out our website at theuncommon.com, where you can learn more about our mission, sign up for one of our live experiences, and take advantage of many resources that will empower you on your uncommon journey.